everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic on the Scene. Hello and welcome. And a special hello to uh, my lovely co-host, D. Scott. Hi. <laughs> my <laughs> other very lovely co-host, Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hello. And we have an amazing guest tonight um, that I'm going to have Michelle introduce, but I'm so excited for her to be on. Go ahead, Michelle. Tonight we have Margaret Lassiter, who is an astrologer, and um, she was introduced to us through uh, Carol Chick Owens, who we had on a a month or so ago. And we've heard so much about Margaret, and I'm just so excited to have her on. So welcome. Welcome, Margaret. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much. This is this is fun. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> so Margaret is an astrologer and you do charts and um, talk about what's going on in the cosmos. And I don't mean cosmopolitans, I mean cosmos. And um, so uh, we're dying to have you on, especially because of the with the work that Michelle and I do, Margaret, we can almost tell without knowing what's happening in astrology that there is a flux of some kind because either we're physically feeling it or we're getting bombarded with clients that are having maybe a lot of anxiety or going through and it seems to be um not so much by sign but it's like a universal thing that's like Mm -hmm. happening with the heavens right michelle oh absolutely Yes, so much lately. And it's just funny because you'll get a smooth sailing for a while and then wham. And it's yes. like the floodgates have opened and you're just overwhelmed. You wake up and you look at your phone and it's like, you know, 30 people there freaking out. So <laughs> and, Margaret, tell us how you got started, how how this became um, your career. Well, um, I have to say I was going through a difficult time. I wanted some answers. And so a friend of mine had said she'd gone to an astrologer. And so I thought, okay, I'll try it. And I sat through the reading and I kept thinking, so that's why. So that's why. Oh, that explains that. Okay, this is helpful. And then I started studying. Um, I read for years because there is so much material out there. But I recognized that my own bent on astrology was to use it to help people heal. Now, there's a lot of predictive Mm -hmm. astrology out there. There's a lot of astrologers, not that I know of, but I know there are out there who try to scare people. Yes. Um, And that's not my approach at all. Um, My approach is to help you better understand um, the energies that you came in with, um, the lineup. I mean, an astrology chart is a photograph of the heavens at the time and place of your birth. Okay. So snapshot idea. So that's what a chart is. It's a big circle. It's divided into 12 parts and each part of the pie is a house. And that's an area of activity or Hmm. um, emphasis in experience that you want to have in this incarnation. It's so complex when people say, well, I'm a sun sign, whatever. I said, well, that's a really great start, but there are 10 other planets. Right. (laughs) Plus the fact most people don't do their sun sign when they meet you. They run off what we call, and it's calculated by the time they're born, Mm -hmm. their rising sign or ascendant. This is the sign you use when you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) 
I know mine because oh. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, we have, we have, we all have moments like that. Walk into a big meeting, don't know a soul. Now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. will not run off your sun sign. You will run off your mm-hmm. ascendant, and that's why frequently when people ask me, "Oh, guess my sun sign." Well, first of all, I won't do it, but secondly, it's I'll get it wrong because they're not showing me that. Oh, now, I see. Right. Right. So it's nice if your ascendant works nicely with your sun, but sometimes it doesn't. Ah. So you have 11 planets. You have 12 houses. Uh, Signs come in four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Mm. How do they all fit together? Right. Is there a house that has a lot of an area that has a lot of emphasis? Is there the house, the chart? chart shaped how do the planets get along with each other Mm. are they do they not get along with each other but they're as i frequently say when i do a reading they're stuck in the elevator between the fifth and sixth floor they can't (laughs) stand each other but they have to figure out how to get out of the elevator Mm. love that because i think there's sometimes too margaret that it like people they'll use it like an excuse, like, oh. well, I'm a Scorpio or I'm a, you, you know, you get me. That's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like new age. I call that new age victim consciousness. And I tell <laughs> oh, them, perfect. we're not doing it. Um, no. you know, I'm a fill in your favorite sign. I can't do a thing about it. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you came in with those energies. The important <clears throat> thing to remember, and it's one of the hard lessons to deal with in spiritual development but you picked it you chose it this is not anything that was imposed upon you you actually picked it and um that's why the time is so important because that really gives me the wheel and so it gives you an understanding of what and this is why sometimes things are going fine and then if you have several planets that are connected to each other in uh, one way or another, all you need is some transiting planet to hit one of them and they'll all go off. Oh, oh it's it's like you're standing in the middle of the circle and all these people are yelling at you and they may not be saying nice things about you. No, I'm only kidding. They may, <laughs> they may be telling you different things. Mm. And so sure. the idea is to, to it's it's the complexity of the of all of us and so to simply say i'm a sun sign whatever i mean it's a great start but it doesn't really give me a full picture and and that's just um the natal so what Um. happens with the stars and there's a great saying the stars um impel they don't compel which means that it's that new age victim consciousness. I can't do a thing about it because no, no. Um, It gives you a sense of the energetic lineup and what you came in to do in this lifetime, what you came to learn, what you came to experience, how you, how you, how they all relate to one another. Wow. Um, And so So again, hang on a second. This is a theme that we've talked about before, Margaret, on this podcast, whether it's your past life or you have a God path or a God journey in this lifetime that you still have free will. So you can say I'm afflicted um, from a long line of family members, uh, hereditary alcoholics. Mm -hmm. But in this lifetime, even if that's kind of like in your chart, 
you can say, I'm going to make different changes. I have the free will to change that. You absolutely do. It tends to feel like the path of least resistance. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Mm, because if you sense. have a lot of energy in one sign or something like that, it means that you really came to delve into that sign. Also, I want to say that as you grow spiritually, you use the energies differently. So if you're a person on the spiritual path who are really trying to deal with your issues and whatever, if you read, please don't, sorry for anybody who writes a, an astrology column, column in the paper, don't do that. Um, or if you just read a sun sign book, it's not gonna give you the, the whole picture of how you're working through these energies. And let me just say, this is so complicated, but the, the planets, as, as magnificent as your birth was, the planets continue to move. Mm. And sometimes they go forwards. We were uh, talking about Mercury retrograde before Ugh. we got started. Everybody <laughs> knows about Mercury retrograde. It's become part of the culture now. Mm. But people right. don't know what it Never is. Never heard of it before. And now it's like a, a normal thing. I where see I will TV say shows. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. And people will literally say, well, I'm late. It's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> well, first of all, don't blame the planets. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mercury. Um, so basically what happens is the, the vibratory rate of the, the planet and the sign it's in changes as you grow, as you understand, as you, mm. as you move forward and some major transits that happen and they, they do happen at fairly regular intervals that we can trace like a Saturn um, set of times that Saturn makes um, and uh, touches his where he was in natal degrees occurs every seven years. Oh. And then we have the Saturn return at 28. And then we have the second Saturn return at 56. So, I mean, there, so there are major transits that happen that also impact where your chart, how you're working with your chart. So that's why I said, this is, um, it's, it's ex very complicated because it, it's, it's hard to describe it because it's an, it's an energy and it keeps changing as you change. And right. there are opportunities to grow depending mm. on how the planets are put together in, in what kind of configuration um, or are they just sort of all, you know, scatter blasted <laughs> in your chart, in which case you might have a lifetime where you feel like you're not you know, particularly grounded anywhere. Right. Or if you have a chart that's missing an element, you've got no planets and a water sign. Oh. Or no planets and an earth sign. Oh boy. So these are, I mean, this is as complex as you are. This is as as astrology is equally complex. Well, I literally feel like I've never been able to do it because I'm not smart enough. Like same with tarot card. I can't remember any of the stuff like you guys can. I feel like when you guys have an affinity for it in those different um, genres that you literally, it's like, oh, it resonates. It makes sense. And you never forget any of the information. You just you can't, you can't do everything. And everyone has their own little you know, way of well, talking about it. And that's, that's why it's so much fun to talk to all these different people we have on because it's, I can't even wrap my brain around all that math. I just can't. Well, that's why God made computers. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank, Thank God, goodness. right. Thank you for the math. 
Margaret, um, so did you come did, now when you're doing this, when you're doing people's charts, do you also perceive information about them or their family psychically that you might be getting things that are connected to it clairvoyantly? Um, to some extent, yes. I would say okay. more often, Katie, what happens is that before I sit down and do a reading, I it's a very meditative process. Mm -hmm. um, even though now I'm doing a lot of them with Zoom and FaceTime, which is actually kind of works out nicely. It does. Um, <laughs> for me, energetically. Um, yes. It, uh, mm -hmm. it Same thing. I just, but I do sit down and I just let the, the planets, it's like, it just lifts off the page. And then I can kind of see um, if, depending on where the planets are, there, there might be some family stuff. The, the moon in everybody's chart generally represents their mother, oh, depending yeah. on how she's doing in your chart. I'm looking at it. will depend <laughs> on, you know, how she relates to everybody else, um, can, can give me some insight. Um, and really, I, my guides hook up with the person's guides, and I just Ooh. ask to yes. tell them it's not a good um, I do not feel that astrology is a good past life. It gives some vague indicator of a past life issue. But basically what it gives more than anything is a, is a feeling of the emphasis that the person came in to work with or do or experience right. or whatever in this lifetime. I like that. So, so having your navel chart done is almost like reading the instructions before trying, trying to put something together. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Yes. And then recognize that your natal chart will be transited. The sun returns to its natal degrees every year on or about your birthday. That's why sometimes birthdays are wonderful and sometimes they're not. A lot of it depends on yes. where the sun is in your chart and what it's doing and how it's feeling and the nature of the what else, what other planets are doing stuff. Those are called progressed ED, progressed readings. And um, I recommend, and many of my, the folks that I work with um, come every year. That's Interesting. a great birthday present for yourself. <laughs> it is, right? It, I think because, that's a great well, idea. See, the thing is the natal chart um, is like for this lifetime, but forever long. A progress chart chunks it for that year. So it starts from your birthday to your birthday. Now, mm -hmm. having said that, you have to under you have to know your natal. I wouldn't recommend I wouldn't start you with a progressed reading. But what happens is in the process of doing a progressed reading, we also we it, everything refers to the natal chart. So you get more under, and deeper understanding as we talk each year. Oh. Well, I know what I'm doing every year for my birthday now. There you go. <laughs> that gift to yourself. Astrohealing at gmail.com. Astrohealing. So have you ever looked at somebody's chart, Margaret, and thought, well, you're just screwed um, <laughs> or you're, you're, you're a, a serial killer? Or is there something typical of something like that in a, in a chart? Um, I would not say so. Um, okay. First of all, no, I have not experienced that. Um, and I wouldn't read it that way anyway. Mm. Um, there are many, there are many ways to deal with, you know, challenging energies. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, some of them, frankly, 
there's some of the most maligned signs of them all. Scorpio comes to mind as a funny <laughs> one. Virgo is another one. Um, and really, they're extremely beautiful signs. But they're, I mean, I can tell someone who's come um, to work this lifetime. Generally, they're the ones that come and see me. Other people who do what Edgar Casey used to call a vacation lifetime oh, here for vacation is unclear. But anyway, <laughs> um, those people, the chart is nice. It's easy. It, everything flows. It's it's great. But I do try to take them a little deeper and mm-hmm. look at more of the spiritual side of what they of how they might use the energies in their chart. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I love that. It's amazing. It's so much deeper than I had expected. Right. Well, see, that's, I mean, if you read the horoscope thing in the paper, it, it all seems very fluffy. And, and even if you read, I mean, pick your books. I, I mean, I read most of the people that I read when I was studying were, had a very spiritual approach to astrology and Mm -hmm. looked at it as a very sacred code. And so there was none of the, um, what I would call fluff or popular, popular stuff. This, Dane Rudyard, who has probably shaped me more than anyone. Liz Green, who's a Jungian analyst, um, was another one. Um, Alan Oaken. These are all people that I read and reread and still reread um, when right. I look, you know, when I'm looking for something. Um, so just be careful of, you know, what you read and you're drawn to, I mean, there are lots of astrologers around. um, I think, I don't know. Interestingly enough, I don't know any of them. I've met Tom Kearns, but very briefly Um, it's intent for me anyway, it's been a rather solitary practice. People that I read for then send me people that they know. And that's how it, and that's how, how it, goes. it goes like one begins yeah. the next well, because so, the, the approach that I take is an approach that they like um the other thing I'm, I, I was dying to know and I'm, I'm I don't know if Michelle with this past year being the kind of year that it was it was really a changing year yes. um if it was a challenging year it was probably one of the best years for me personally and I, did did you on a, on a bigger sense, did you see any of that coming or those kind of changes like, like before 2020? Well, uh, yes and no. It's, it's hard to predict how, what the, oh, let me back up. The big outer planets, that is Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, mm-hmm. past Saturn, move so slowly that they are basically generational. So anybody born in a cohort would um, have those placements in their chart. Okay. So like the whole baby boomer generation has Pluto and Leo or almost all of it. Wow. So, okay, you got Pluto and Leo. So the next question is what, how is that relating to whatever else is going on in your chart? So we watch the big outers for, um, they're very slow moving. They go backwards, retrograde, mm-hmm. um, um, six months out of the year. So they're um, so predicting this past year. 
this I can get myself into a whole nother ballgame. <laughs> First of all, there are two things I want to say. First of all, a retrograde planet, whether you have it natally or by transit, is a time of repose. It yes. means it means that the planet from our perspective looks like it's going from west to east. Now, we all know that they don't do that. Yeah. But right. looking at it from the earth from earth, that's exactly what they look like. So it it is a time of repose. Now, in the in the United States, we don't do repose very well. No. So <laughs> So it's a balance of energies, action and repose, action and repose. And so if you look at a retrograde planet, when it goes retrograde in that way, and then figure out how it, what it's doing in your chart, you can get a better sense of how this is going to impact you. Now, there's a whole nother field of astrology called the astrology of countries, mundane astrology. Oh, really? Well, that's fascinating. Really? Never heard of that. That's fascinating. So do tell. So do tell. Well, the chart of the United States is absolutely fascinating. Um, okay. I've taught it um, several times, and it's 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 really a brilliant translation of the founding fathers' vision with all the quirks that they didn't quite get right. It's a very complicated chart. <clears throat> so. Part of it is we're a sun sign cancer country, born in July, right? Right. July right. 1776. Yes. So the the moon, the cancer is the sign that's ruled by the moon, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a water sign, right? Yes. The moon in the chart of the United States is an Aquarius, which is an air sign and wouldn't know an emotion if it found it in its soup. Oh Aquarius is all in the head. Wow, yes. So this past year in this country has undergone a number of very significant transits and there's one that's still ongoing and, and that's Pluto. He's in Capricorn and he's in our second house of resources and values. And he's sitting right on top of our natal Pluto, more or less. Hmm. So this has been a time of examining in this country, what we value, what how we review, uh, do our natural resources, what are our talents? And this past election, when I looked at the transits for that election, we voted our values. And oh, it's right. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely fascinating. But that so that's why when you kind of talk globally, right. that's why you're seeing um, some of these kinds of things. And Pluto and Capricorn will take down any and all structure, Capricorn rules, systems, yes. the status quo, the chamber of commerce, that it will take down every system that isn't working. Wow. Wow. Okay. I just want well, to, more. the more I hear, the more I want to know. <laughs> it's just fascinating because, um, it, so just to, to point this out years ago, because we're in this business, Margaret, we get approached, and I'm sure you have too, by people that do all kinds of uh, different modalities. Mm -hmm. And I can remember somebody saying to me, well, you got to talk to this woman. She does, um, she does a lot of astrology and she's, you know, she's spot on. Well, I can remember being on the phone with her. I was going to use her for a class and she started to go into some things that were coming up and she kept talking about um, the banks failing. And, um, she wow. also talked about, 
things like a mass exit and stuff like that. And I kept going, Oh, like I'm literally in my kitchen going, okay, okay. And she gave me like a timeline. She said like one thing's going to happen in September. So they were big things. They weren't personal predictions. My God, it was, and she kept saying it's right in the charts, right in the charts. Mm-hmm. It was spot on. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I was looking for it. It was biggie stuff. Well, the so bigness. yeah, the big outer ones, um, you can, you can pinpoint the major transits that occur, um, like Saturn has a predictive, he does something to natal Saturn every seven years. Always a wise idea. Always a wise idea to look at where he's, where he, what he's up to. (laughs) I tend to not do that kind of prediction because I want to be very careful that it doesn't scare. Right. Well, I think because she knew she was talking to me. Um, That's it, it, right. This is something that might happen is a collective consciousness yes. could completely turn itself around. You, I mean, you don't know. So um, actually, it took me, I started reading, and then it took me five years before I would do a progress chart. Wow. Because I, I was just, I didn't want anything to do with anything that might be predictive. So when people right. say, well, what am I going to do with this? My response is always, I have no idea, but I'm just <laughs> where the energy is and how it might behave. Right. What you do with it. Well, I think just having understanding why certain things are the way they are in your life can just really, I find it very stress reducing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's to make an outline and a, a basically map out a way to move forward. Well, but it happens, what it does also is it, um, that's why I called it astro healing. It mm-hmm. has to do with a lot of the healing, but Michelle, it'll also tell you what energies you can draw on. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like, oh my God, look at it. No, no, none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about, I mean, look, everybody that I do readings for came in to grow. So you're not going to grow if we're all hanging out and we're fat, dumb, and happy. And we're just, you know, eating our bonbons and that's good. <laughs> so most people have some sort of stress, something mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to help you grow, to help you move forward. And, and so um, we go to various people, we go to psychics, we go to astrologers, we go to tarot readers, we go to, you know, all kinds of people to get answers when basically the, the energy is within us. And so the, the catch is to better understand it and to also look at the more positive expression of a planet in a sign or a planet in a house and to not say, oh my God, no. It, yes, it can be that at times, but no, there's there's a there's a strength there. There's a something that you can pull on that right. that you can use to better understand yourself. So that I mean, it is it is sort of a path of least resistance, but it doesn't have to be. It can be like, oh, I've been down this path before, and, and I recognize this path. Yeah. It didn't work out well, so. <laughs> So it's like, how can I use these energies in a different way? Um, 
and and help myself grow. And we'll look at, you know, upcoming transits that, you know, maybe may be very beneficial to you um, and <laughs> represent a change that's coming about um, or may come about. But Margaret, yeah, I'll never forget the woman when she said, well, what I'm going to do with this? And I went, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. No, no idea. Now, how often do you do, do you check your own chart? Is that something you do monthly or? <laughs> I run my own progressions every year and um, I look at them and I smile and I put it in the drawer. Oh, <laughs> I used to, when I first started, I used to look at my trances all the time. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of, you know, the, the idea eventually, of course, is to transcend your chart. So um, I don't. Oh, right. I don't. I don't. I kind of look to just sort of see what it's looking like. And then I'll pull it out again a month before my birthday just mm -hmm. to kind of see where we are. Oh, look, I didn't do that. Hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And you, if you're going through a period of stress or um, you know, challenge in your life, is that a time that you would normally say, well, let's, let's look and see what's going I'd on. I'd go check. Yeah. I'd okay. go, I'd go look. Okay. Um, because for, for me, as, as I said in the beginning, a lot of it was, so that's why. So that's why. Right. It just, it kind of like, it wasn't like, oh, I can't do anything about it. I'm fill in your favorite sign on I can't do anything about it but it is it helped me it still does to look at where the energy is and then go from there How to move and, and go to the highest expression of that energy that I can that I can read that I can reach at the time I love that um so did you ever have anybody else in your in your family in the past or how did your family take it when you said, this is what I'm doing? Well, I held, I had a real job. <laughs> ah, like, I did too. <laughs> um, and so um, actually the kids were, <clears throat> I've read both their charts um, and they will um, not often ask me a question. Um, but I mean, that was the extent of their supportive um, and, but I thought that was really pretty good. I mean, they know what I do mm -hmm. and they just kind of, yeah, well, that's what mom does. Oh, me too. <laughs> that's the same thing. It's okay. Actually, when, when I first started and my, my son had me do several readings, he hung his charts and progress charts up in his, um, in his, on his wall in his apartment. Oh, and I, I actually read for several of his friends, but now, I mean, he's older now and it, that's kind of like, they all know what I do and they know right. that I would be happy to, to, you know, help them in whatever way, but um, they're, they're off doing their own thing. I just get distress calls when they're vacationing somewhere and uh, there's a, a ghost in their uh, hotel room. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's when I, that's when I suddenly, um, you know, oh, my mom, my mom will take care of that. Right, exactly. Well, the, since astrology is in a particularly good tool for getting rid of ghosts, um, they don't call. You're saying neither one of them. They're they're not. That's not their. That's not their thing. That's not what they came to do. Ah. So that's so funny. Um, 
going into this year, and I and this is kind of that global thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you actually like um, kind of look ahead? And think to yourself, we're going to be out of this soon or, um, you know, like, well, just, even though it always kind of goes in waves anyways, but did you kind of go, we can take a breath? Well, I think that there's still some things that we're not, we're, I think we're looking at them from a different angle. And there, um, I haven't really looked at the, the transits for the chart of the U.S. since I did the workshop on the election. <clears throat> um but I do know the, the big one is, is Pluto, is that it's our values. And I also believe that President Biden's has a lot of Scorpio energy, which is a water sign, and we're a water sign country. So I think that's where you're feeling the sort of... Um, right, like a, a shift. A shift in how, in how we're going to move forward with move, moving us um, in the direction where he believes we ought to go, which seems a little bit more um, in line with all of our um, Cancerian en- energy. I mean, this is why we, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember when there was uh, a trouble in the world and we would send a care package. We would always mm-hmm. send food. Yes. For Cancerian people, it's all about food. It's always about the food. And Interesting. It's where we think we have to take care of everything. Yes. And this this has been a a very big jar to that national value of, and and here's here's an example of use of energy. Um, The United States and the Sibley chart has Sagittarius rising. And um, Sag is a hail fellow well met. It's also the sign of seeker of truth. It's a fire sign. Um, it's, um, and it's, um, it's very much, um, it's, it can be thought of in the higher, in a higher energy vibration of, of wanting to be truth. And if you look at mm-hmm. the founding fathers and what they were trying to do with this country, the vision of it is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. However, Sagittarius can also very much be, and we've seen this in this country before, um, you're either in the group or you're not in the group. And we, when we were first founded, we, nobody else but us was in the group. If you, if you remember your American history, we did not want anything to do with Europe. Thank you very much for a very (laughs) long time. Well, we revisited that in this past four years. Look at the change in the immigration policy. Yeah. In the group, not in the group. So some of this is shifting away and we're coming back to a more, more in line with our basic nature, which is to, I mean, look at the Statue of Liberty right. to take care. Is so, this related to the age of Aquarius? Uh, how, like, how is the age? Oh, good question. Related to the chart. Well, <clears throat> the age of Aquarius is two thousand years. <clears throat> we We're just in got it, right? started. Okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, astrologers don't really agree on when it started. So, I'm just saying. I think we started. Um, okay. And, Really, Aquarius 
Uh, there again, it's interesting that I'm glad you brought this up because it, it allows me to show you the different levels that signs can work on. Okay, great. Now, Aquarius is, first of all, he's the water bearer, but it's an air sign. So let's just start with that. That doesn't make any sense. Right. 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 So, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it just, that always does that to me. That's one of those things. Like I said, I don't think I'm smart enough. I can't remember half the time. I'm like, oh, I got to check. Oh um, my God, I'm check. So, but Aquarius is really about the brotherhood of man. In other words, that, I mean, it's this oh, endogenous okay. figure that really we're all in this together. Okay. And he's distributing um, higher level consciousness to the world. However, Aquarians can very often be like Linus from Peanuts that says, I love humanity. It's people I can't stand. <laughs> they can oh. be a very, very cool cucumber. They can really not like people very well. They, by the way, they rule astrology, which is very interesting. Um, but so, so you can look at this, this, the Aquarian energy and just like the Sagittarian energy and all of the signs, Every single one of them has levels of, of interpretation, use, bringing forth. And a lot of it depends on how um, the sign, who, who, what planet's in it. Does the planet like it? Oh. So, for example, the moon really likes to be in Cancer. Right. Moon does not like to be in Aquarius because... Aquarius processes all emotions through the head. Oh boy, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, so Mercury, Mercury likes to be in an air sign because Mercury is the planet of thinking. <laughs> Mercury doesn't like to be necessarily in a water sign because it doesn't, it can't really, if you have Mercury in a water sign, math, when your teacher said, show your work, you kind of went, huh? It's the worst. What? Right. <laughs> what? I just know it's three. What's your problem? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think that when Mercury, like to, to use that example, when they always say Mercury's in retrograde, it's always, I feel like the fire signs that go, Ugh. like we pant. I, I know for myself, because I am a fire sign that it's like, oh. Well, the thing is, societal, societally, we don't do repose. Right. This yes. country I'm does not do that. repose. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. It's such a good point, and I've never thought of that. That, like, as a culture, we don't. So we when don't do well things with that. get slowed down because Mercury is messing up with your computer or messing up with your whatever, <laughs> it is a wonderful time. Any planet in retrograde, but most especially Mercury, any time to do anything with re in front of it repair, retreat, revive, yes. re yes. reorganize. Great time. That's what I did this retrograde reorganization. Reorganization anything with re in front of it's great. Um so great it record. so so this I'm back to the complexity. Does the does the I mean each planet rules a sign or signs, some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, does it like to be in that sign. For example, right now, Neptune is in her own sign. Now, Neptune rules fog, illusion, disillusion, 
Um, not seeing clearly. If you want to think of a Neptunian event, try the Academy Awards. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, I love you. Got all these people all dressed up. They don't look like that. <laughs> to celebrate playing a character that doesn't exist. <laughs> I love this. That's awesome. Yes. If, if you put Neptune in a in a fire sign, or you put her in, you know, an Earth sign, and it's very hard for that soft. I mean, she also rules um, inspiration, um, all of that kind of stuff in art. Um, that so she doesn't do well in very practical, slow-moving Taurus, because Taurus mm -hmm. will say, "Well, what are you going to do with it?" Neptune says, well, I don't care. I don't have to have to do something with it. It's just, it is what it is. Well, those are the voices in my head arguing. They're my different planets. Well, so, different planets, but this right. is, I go back to the very beginning about how complex you are. Another right. thing, are your, do you have a good balance of all the elements? What happens if you don't have any fire? Yeah. What happens or if too much fire. I think yeah. I've got too much. Well, or you have, well, there is no such thing as too much. If you oh. have a lot of fire, then you came in to explore, to really learn, understand, better develop your understanding of this element. So, oh, okay. It's all about, yeah, come see me. It's all about. <laughs> Definitely. I like, I'm, my mind is going. You are. make appointments at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, you know, how, how, all the different variables that go into when I sit down and look at your wheel and go, oh, okay. <laughs> so then we talk about each one of those. And, and obviously it's not that I just sit there and talk to you for an hour and a half. It's, right. It's a dialogue and you have to tell me because I may say something that doesn't make any sense to you because you're using the energy in a different way. Mm, and it doesn't right. mean it's wrong, it's just different. So there's, there's a whole thing too. Do you find it um, more challenging to pinpoint for people if you don't have um, like their time of birth or their location of birth or if their family's well, from? It's really, okay. I need four pieces of information, their name, their date of birth, including the year. No, I'm not going to calculate how old you are. <laughs> um, I really don't care. Um, right. The, the, um, the time and the place, city, state. <clears throat> oh, okay. The time is what gives me where the planets are placed in the mm -hmm. 12 houses. It also gives me your rising sign. Now you can't, I, I hear this all the time. Sometimes it matters and sometimes it doesn't to have an exact birth time. I'm much mm -hmm. more comfortable with an exact birth time, mm. but, and mother's memory is not good one to rely on. <laughs> I was born about it. No. Um, you can generally call or maybe text, whatever, the Bureau of Vital Statistics in any state where birth records are kept and ask for the long form of the birth certificate. And that will have the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and there are search engines online that I haven't tried to, to use them, but there are search engines online that you can use to try to find your time. Um, some states put it on the birth certificate. What an intelligent idea. <laughs> not among them. Um, so, but the time is, 
I mean, we can play with it. I can work with you if you don't have it exact, but I encourage, right. I encourage people to um, do ve their very best to, but if they don't have any idea, then I can't, I can do a flat chart, but it doesn't, it, it'll give me some information, but it doesn't give me house, house placements. It doesn't give me your ascendant. And, and, and unless it's a relationship with the big outer planets, it doesn't tell me how the planets relate to each other, especially. The well, inner. there must be times too, where you've had, um, and I think Michelle and I both have gone through this, where we're talking to somebody and we're seeing psychically information and the person going, no, no. And then all of a sudden they go, well, you know, I'm adopted. Right. And it's like, oh, well, then that all could have been true. And but you I don't know. know what you don't know. So well, I have adoption wouldn't back and tell adoption me. Adoption wouldn't matter for astrology okay. if I have a time. Okay. Because gotcha. it's still the person's chart. Oh, that's gotcha. cool. That can um, put through the fog of, you know, confusion. Right. If she, if the, if the individual has a birth certificate mm -hmm. or knows the city and state where they were born, I mean, if they don't have any information that I can't, I, you know, I can't help them much. Um, but the, the fact that they were adopted wouldn't impact their chart as long as I have gotcha. four pieces of information because their charts, their chart. Right. Can I ask a broad question? Who figured this all out and how did they do it? <laughs> the whole, I mean, <clears throat> where did it start? Forever, I, I would assume. Well, yeah, it's been pretty much forever. I mean, man has, mankind has always looked at the stars. Mm. Um, I would say um, that probably began, it, it was codified by the Greeks, I think. Um, wow. Yeah, no, it's been, it's a very, very ancient code. Um, and part of what we work with now because of with our telescopes and, and things that we can see in the heavens. So the, to the ancients, there were the seven visible planets. They didn't go beyond Saturn. Right. Because they couldn't see it. Right. So when as science became, and then that, that's a whole nother interesting thing. <laughs> when we became aware of the outer planets, Uranus, we discovered, discovered <laughs> right after, right around the French Revolution. It's the oh. planet of destruction of form <clears throat> and the breakdown of old patterns. <clears throat> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so, yeah. So, but the but the study of the heavens and um, has been going on ever since man looked up at the stars. As a matter of fact, they used to call the planets wandering stars. Because hmm. they moved in the rest of the night. They moved, and the rest of them didn't. Oh wow! That's oh so wow! That is so fascinating. Well, they always talk about like even in the movies they'll have like the Romans or um, the Egyptians and they'll say, we're going to consult, mm -hmm. we'll consult the stars. Before and they would they consult battle. the stars. They would. And, um, and, you know, Kings used to uh, consult astrologers about any big battle or whatever. Yeah. This is, this is a very, very, very old code. So what, I, this is again, a general thing. Um, first of all, your kids, what signs are they? 
one's a well there one's a sun sign taurus and one's a scorpio i got a scorpio too and i've got a gemini for a leo mom and so (laughs) it's like interesting household oh gosh same here i'm a scorpio my husband is a cap and i have an aries a cancer and a pisces (laughs) all boys so Mm -hmm. it's interesting that a boy would come in on pisces very feminine sign Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> he's a. Uh, he was always my. Uh, I don't know. We can talk at a different level than I can talk to the other two at. Sure. I, I, you would intuit right with you. Yes, so he's definitely my sensitive, most sensitive one. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Um, have you done? How are your kids with partners? And have you said to them, "Hey, listen, your signs steer clear of this or this <laughs> or." No, because generally when you're in a committed relationship, you're doing it to learn. And if the, if the signs are not compatible, then he or she, depending on how it goes, mm-hmm. has something to teach you and you have something to teach them. I can, I can attest to that. That's, it. That's very interesting. But do you have people come to you and say, well, I'm thinking... Um, I'm interested in this person. Will you do someone's chart without their permission? Like if someone comes to you and wants you to do a chart for a prospective mate? For a child, for a a parent, I will do a child's chart. Okay. Somebody comes to me and says, I want you to do my husband, wife, underwater basket weaving partner, whatever. (laughs) Um, um, I I will do it, but only with their permission. Right. Interesting. Yes, that's right. Only with their permission. I mean, it's a confidentiality thing. The readings are recorded, but Mm. I'm sure you have the same thing. They walk out the door and I've forgotten the whole thing. Oh, Oh, my God. We say it all the time. We do. It's like, I can't remember. And then I'll see the person again and I remember them. But yeah, I remember them and I remember that I did their chart, but that's about it. But don't you love Margaret? You probably get all the time. Like you were right. It happened in April or, you know, you have no recollection of it whatsoever. Yeah. Every once in a while, somebody will tell me, you know, that you were spot on with that. Um, But, and I've also known that people that I've done charts for tell me that they listen to the CD that I make over and over and over. Well, that's technology that's now, I tend to do, I tend to have them do like a FaceTime or like a Zoom mm-hmm. and have them record it because then it's, then they have it as an MP3 or whatever they want to do with it. And I'm not doing a CD, but if they ask me to, I still have the equipment to do it. That's nice. Right. And do you have That's- couples come for like, you know, couples massage, couples astrology? How yes. You- couples, but not many because it's, um, First of all, it's expensive because it involves five charts. Oh, wow. Well, you have the two natals, then you have person one, how person one impacts person two. That's chart number three. Then you have person two impacting person one. That's chart number four. And then the combined energy is called a composite chart. The combined energy of the two people creates another energy and oh, creates cool. another chart. Oh, 
okay, that's cool. I never I've, heard that before. I've never heard that. That's exciting. Is maybe that's like the the composite one. Maybe that's that when they say that when you're in love, it's like it's almost like you have a fever. You know what I mean? Because I never because it is an energy. Well, the thing is, it is an energy, and the the chart will be tra- the couple's chart will be transited also. Oh, so when things you know are. strained or whatever, you could look there to see what is transiting that chart. Jeez, I, I, this is just fast. This is just awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. Um, I had another question too. So do you, like, we've talked about this before. Do you ever have times where Margaret, you are, um, I know you do meditation, but do you ever have like dream insight on a chart or anything that is connected or involving your charts? Um, my own personal chart? Your own personal chart, unless Sometimes. you do get it from people like that. Sometimes. I mean, before I do a reading, I, I go into meditation. And, mm-hmm. and as I said earlier on, the way it works for me is not so much what I see, but there's, there's I just put it out there to connect with their guides and whatever is for their highest and best. Mm. And that's what I'm going to tell them. Right. Love that. And then, then I start and then, then I just start talking. Sounds and every fun. once in a while, I'll, I'll say, does this make sense? And, but really it's just, it's just a download, but it's not yeah. anything that I necessarily see. Okay. It's just a download of information. Mm-hmm. It comes in to your so probably through your head, out your mouth, kind of. Well, yeah, a friend of mine said really what she thinks is it's it is a kind of trance. It's a con, uh, a conscious trance. But right. she said what you do is she said you do it with tarot too. Is I springboard from the the glyphs, the symbols on the page. Yeah. Right. It transports you to the information. Or and every once in a while, I will say something like, "You won't read this in any textbook," and that means that I'm getting something else. Oh, cool. From I a guy or a master or from some other more something they need to hear. Oh, gosh. I love that. So I did see that you blog and um, you, you put out information. Um, do you have any um, aspirations maybe of doing your own book? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> Um, I, the blog that I do, and I've done it for years, and I just wrote the one for March and April is, is really just an overview of the transits. Um, and it's mm-hmm. on my website, astrofield.net. Um, and, um, so, and you can sign up to get a reading from me through, through the website as well. Um, oh. I haven't, uh, or you can email me directly at astrohealing at gmail.com. I haven't really thought much about writing a book, but people have told me that I will. Ah. So I'm just sort of waiting until it <laughs> appears. So it's funny because even as I'm going through, I kept thinking it was going to say author under your bio and um, it didn't. And then I read your stuff and I was like, maybe that's why I'm getting that. But I definitely think, you know, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time that you delve into that, well, that you have something that you want fifth to. Fifth or sixth time I've heard this, so I'm sure that they'll give it to me when I'm supposed to have it, or 
give me a slant on it. It's, I mean, there's so many astrology books out there. It's just like, so what do they want me to do? Right. And what's my voice? Yeah. And what's my voice? And, you know, there, there are really some really great books out there that, um, that I would highly recommend. And then there's some other ones that I wouldn't. (laughs) Anytime people use astrology to scare. Mm. We, we come across that ourselves. Um, yeah, a lot. That we do that is that people like to, and I, I think the scaring is, makes the, the, the giver of the information feel powerful or in control. And that is not why we're here. No. I don't know. It's just, it's, it makes me insane mm-hmm. that people do that anyways. Right that they, the yeah. That they, they want people to be kind of in that shock and awe. So, um, yeah, well, people, do do, the astrologers will do it too. They do it to stun or surprise or, you know, but I'm always of the view that I will tell you the normal, whatever that is, putting <laughs> on my washing machine, um, <laughs> use of the, you know, description of it. But if it doesn't make sense, you need to say something because it means you're using the energy differently. It doesn't mean it's bad or you're wrong or, you know, right. And, and it's not about powering over. It's about, as I said in the beginning, it's about healing. I look mm. at myself primarily as a healer when I do a reading. If somebody were to start to do this, Margaret, and they really feel like they have an affinity for it, what is one of the first um, places that you would suggest a newbie to um, reach to, learn or, or uh, read? Well, I guess the first one I would suggest would be Alan Oaken. He's written um, The Complete Astrology, and it's a really excellent book. Um, the um, Joan McEvers and Marion Marsh wrote a wonderful series called, once you get past the title, The Only Way to Learn Astrology in five volumes. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't think it's in print anymore. Myrna Loftus wrote a wonderful book called Spiritual Astrology. Um, Mm. It depends on where the person wants to go. If you want a good smile, but well done, Liz Green's Astrology for Lovers is one of the best sun sign books I've read. She's a union analyst and very funny. She's British. Oh, wow. So she's hysterical. And she's got the tongue in cheek thing going on. Um, but she does the shadow. She does, you know, um, how the signs work in men and women. And it's, it's a really good, it's a good little book. I'm just writing everything awesome. down here as you're talking. That's awesome. And we can, we the can other, link that the, below. The one that I read very, very early on was Dane Rudyers, um, who is a spiritual astrologer, his astrological triptych. And that had almost more influence on me than anything else. That's where I go when I, you know, that sometimes I have a chart and it's not coming up. Like mm-hmm. not, there's, I just look at it and I go, I'm missing something here. That's mm-hmm. what. Oh, this is so helpful. I'm so amazing. <laughs> so, I'll read about it. I'm coming to you to have it done. Or come to you. Right. And just cut right through it. Margaret, do you have anything for our listeners? Um, just advice, even just general advice, meaning connecting with the planets or their signs or, you know, like whole title will get better. Um. First of all, I would say don't get bogged down in the sign or the 
or the what's going on. It, astrology is not a new age victim consciousness event. Right. Right. Um, these are energies. Um, they can be used very well. They can be not used very well. You can be going through a transit and it's a little dicey. The, the good news is that planets always keep moving. Thank so goodness. it came to pass. It never came to stay. So it will move, they'll, they'll eventually get off whatever planet that's sitting on this causing you all this fuss. But I think it's take it a little bit lately and don't and try not to take it so, so seriously. So um, literal. And, and, you know, if you're really struggling, find yourself a good astrologer. If you want to have, if you want to go that approach or a good counselor, um, but it's, it's not, you're not stuck. You may feel you're stuck. Right. The planet will move. I promise. There's so there's always a way. Yeah, there's, there's way. there is, there's always a way. I mean, it's a, it's just one modality. It's you right. know, the psychic stuff that you guys do, tarot readings, um, stuff Chick does. I mean, they're all, right. it's all, it's, you know, find what works for you and then go there. Right. Well, those are words to live by, Margaret. Margaret, and once again, how do our listeners um, get to you? Um, you? They can go one of two ways. One would be to go to my website, which is astrohealing.net, astrohealing, all one word, .net. And, or they can contact me um, via email at astrohealing at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank Margaret, thank you again so much oh, for contributing tonight. This is so much fun for us because this is not an area that we love it, but we don't know it that well. And it was great well, to have I you look on. I forward to doing both of your charts. You I can't be. wait. Oh, I, know. I cannot wait. <laughs> Me too. Thank you again. And thank you again to all our listeners for your suggestions. You guys were getting a great suggestions yes. um, and for sharing us and liking us and subscribing. Keep on doing that. Appreciate it. And uh, I believe it's next week we are going to have on um, Quinn from Quinn and Cantera Picks 106. And um, Michelle and I are going to do a little reading with him yes. live on air. Well, so if, if, you are, if you are a Quinn and Cantera fan, um, I'm probably saying that wrong, but please, please make sure that uh, you, you uh, not only listen to this, but that you get ready for the next one, too. That should be a lot of fun with him. I think it's, I think it's two weeks, the, the 8th. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. the next episode. I'm sorry. I always think it's next week, but it's not. It's two weeks. Right. At the end of at the end of any month. I can't remember what we're doing in the next month. Exactly. Oh, listen, we just got a Mercury retrograde, and it's a full moon on on Saturday. So that's my excuse. Well, Mercury, sorry, Margaret. Mercury's direct now. Oh, right, right. It's direct now. So I just have issues. <laughs> Mars is quiet. Um, March is quiet, and so is April. So enjoy thank the quiet. You. Oh, that'd be nice. Yes. Oh, sounds wonderful. That sounds great. Well, again, thank you, Michelle. And mm, thank, thank you, D. You. Scott. Yay. Thank you. And it's thank so you great. so much, Margaret. Appreciate it. Fun. Everybody have a great night. Stay yes, healthy. Take care and stay safe.